We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Finds Hardaway. Maneuvers away from a closeout. Luka maneuvers away from a closeout. And that is about the best dunk we've ever seen at a Luka. This is a holy moment right here. It's real nice. Been a timeout call, but we ain't going nowhere. We're going to let you look at this again a time or two. <laughs> look at that face. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. All right, guys, welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, uh, Drew Johnson. Coach Drew, you can find both of us on Twitter at, or I guess you call it X now, uh, because of what Elon <laughs> Musk is doing, but <laughs> at Dalton underscore Trigg and at Coach Drew 33. Today, we have another special guest for you guys. It wasn't too long ago we were talking to uh, Derek Lively, and now we have another uh, Dallas Mavericks rookie uh, we're talking to. It's Jordan Walker, a.k.a. Jelly. Jordan, before we get started here, uh, is it, do you go by Jordan or do you go by Jet? Like, what do people call um, you most? I mean, normally? it doesn't matter to me. Uh, my family, obviously, they call me Jordan, but uh, my mom, <laughs> she called me Pop. But uh, my teammates <laughs> and stuff at, at UAB, they either call me 10 because my number 10, but majority of the time they call me Jelly. Like, even my coaches call me Jelly. Like, people who are in the gym call me Jelly. Ner- ner- like, the. Uh, Medical stab, jelly. So, I mean, I'm fine with it, whatever they want to call me. Jordan, jelly, it doesn't just, matter. Just going with the flow. I like yeah. that. Uh, well, before we get started with our actual math stuff, I do want to thank you for, you know, making some time for us here because not not only you, but my guy Drew here, uh, you guys are new fathers. Uh, yeah. You're girl, girl dads. Uh, yeah. Drew's uh, daughter was born on Tuesday of last week, the 18th, and then you told us before we jumped on here that your daughter was born on the 19th, the day yeah. after. So you guys have been uh, very busy lately and uh, being, yeah. you know, trying to get acclimated to your new lifestyle there. So talk to us a little bit about that. How have you uh, been able to manage this last week with all that going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's definitely something new. You don't sleep a lot for sure. <laughs> Uh, you definitely don't sleep a lot. You change a lot of diapers <laughs> and you wash a lot of bottles. So, um, but I mean, it's the greatest blessing I feel like you can have. Um, that's something that I feel like God gifts you with. And 
Uh, I mean, I'm beyond grateful that he gave to me with her, and that, that's the the 19th is absolutely the best day of my life, and it just changed my perspective on a lot of things because I never thought mm-hmm. I could love something that much, especially someone you don't really know. You know, like I just met her a week ago, but I love her as if I knew her my whole life, you know. So that type of love and, and, and the way I look at her is just, it's it's indescribable. I feel like unless you until you become a parent, is you don't really understand that love until you truly like have have your own kid. Yeah, it's it's so very hard to describe, you know, yeah. what you feel, you know, in the delivery room whenever they put your daughter in your hands. Like I just, I I I was speechless. Me like I, I I could not. I can't even begin to explain the way that I feel about it right now. Yeah. Um, how many hours of sleep are you getting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I try to. Me and my girl, we try to sleep when when she sleeps. So maybe we get like a good two hours. Sometimes if she's really tired, we get three. You know, but you're supposed to wake her up after every three to four hours to feed her mm-hmm. before she's fed. So you're only gonna get around three at the maximum. So you know, you ain't gonna get longer than that. So. Well, the good the good thing is is hopefully you know it's all downhill from here as far as like being easier. Oh I don't yeah, know if yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully you know by the time you know training camp rolls around yeah. and hopefully the first part of the season going into the season and everything things have calmed down a little bit. I think yeah, it was yeah. good that it happened now and not mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> absolutely when absolutely. all that was going on. But I think I think um for now, I mean it's easier than the first day, you know, the first day was harder than it is today. You know, I'm, I'm sort of just getting used to it, understanding her sleep patterns, understanding uh, how you feel me, how to change the diapers and the bottom. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's getting easier and easier. And I feel like it's going to, of course you're going to be tired, but I feel like I'm tired, but I'm sort of like used to not sleeping a lot now after it's yeah. been a week, you know, so it's, it's regular to me now. Well, look before, I mean, before any of this stuff came up with the Mavs, I mean, I've, you know, I've been tuned in to the Mavs. I've been a Mavs fan, so to speak, since I was little. And then I got into the media stuff here yeah. in uh, like 2016 or 2017. And uh, so, I mean, I've I've been, you know, following them for a while. I've been covering them for a while now. And I'm a Southern Miss alumni, too. So, you know, when we were talking the other day, yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool, you know, how this <laughs> has kind of come full circle. Because, you know, I knew you at the yeah. time. But, you know, it didn't click until after, you know, I saw you in Summer League and everything. I was like, I have seen this before. Where where have I seen this before? And sure yeah. enough, you know, you made it a uh, routine of torching my, my <laughs> alma mater there at Southern Miss. So, <laughs> what, what was the deal those last couple of times? You know, I mean, especially, I mean, y'all, y'all beat, UAB beat Southern Miss and NIT uh, this past season. And then yeah. the season or last was their last year in conference USA. And then that's yeah. when you really went off on them. Yeah. <laughs> game. So, well, what did you have against my alma mater there? <laughs> I, I didn't have nothing against Southern Miss. I would probably say I just had something against conference USA. You know, I just, I wanted to dominate. <laughs> I wanted them to know that I'm the best and that I'm the best player in that conference night in and night out. And that's all I tried to do. I mean, I hate this year. I got, I was injured for a couple games, but I mean, the year before, yeah, I, yeah, that was a dominant year for sure. And we we went to the tournament, which is a blessing. Well, talk to us a little bit. We'll get into the summer league stuff, but before all of that happened, 
I mean, what was the pre-draft process like for you? I mean, did you did you have a pretty good idea that the Mavs were a legitimate landing spot for you? I mean, did you work out with them? Did yeah, you work yeah, out yeah. with other teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did work out with the Mavs. I didn't I didn't work out with a lot of teams. I've only I only worked out with two teams. I worked out for the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks, hmm. and, and both workouts, in my opinion, I think I played really, 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 really well. You know. Um, but, uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know anything like this was going to happen with the maps. I mean, I know I had a really great workout. I know I shot the ball really well. Uh, they did, they have like the Mavs 100 thing. It's where you shoot a hundred threes and it's like moving off the dribble and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I went 86 out of a hundred. So nice. I know they were really <laughs> impressed with that, you know? So, um, but other than that, I just, I, mean, I obviously I, I hoped, you know, and I, prayed for it but I, I didn't know that the Mavs like they liked me that much you know so and to even consider me you know for a training camp there so that it definitely was was unexpected but definitely an amazing moment how long after the draft when when the dust started settling did you hear from uh, your guy, Dan Hazan with Hazan Sports? You know, great yeah. guys over there. I yeah. didn't realize until, you know, we started setting this up that Dennis Smith Jr. had had gone with them too. And he's been on this pod several times, and we yeah. have a good working relationship with him. So it was cool that we had that similar connection there before we started doing this. But before, you know, after the draft, I mean, you know, what was there, what were the conversations like with your agent? Like when he called you and told you like, Hey, you know, the Mavs want you We're we're going this route. Yeah. Uh, well, um, we, had, uh, I went to his office. We were all in his office, um, like his headquarters. Um, uh, and I think probably I would say the draft because the draft, I don't know why it went on crazy long this year. I don't know why. Like it was yeah. a long time. And I think it ended when did the thing in like around like midnight almost. Yeah, like, yeah. It took yeah. a long time. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. But anyways, yeah, so I probably found out maybe around like twelve thirty, I would say. So we were in our car and we were driving over to the office and he was in the office there waiting for us, like me and other players in my agency or whatever. And um we were just waiting or whatever, and then he gets a call. And then he looks at me, and he puts the dude on speaker, uh, Terry <laughs> Sullivan. He puts me on speaker, and then uh, so definitely says, uh, "We would love to have you uh, come uh, for training camp and stuff like that." I'm like, "Wow!" Uh, <laughs> and he said it. I, obviously, I said like, "I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I appreciate it." Uh, you know, but it was it was surreal. Like, it felt fake. Like. I, I wanted to cry, but then it was just like, I don't know if this is real. <laughs> you know, it just felt so surreal. But I mean, that's and it, really pro- it probably didn't, you know, I mean, I'm sure it, it felt more real as the night went on, but I mean, it probably didn't feel really real until you got to uh, Las Vegas, you know, yes. and started, started or practiced before Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It didn't, it didn't start to be real until I was in their practice gym. For the second time, not for the workout, <laughs> but like once we got back to the practice gym, and I'm like, oh, oh, it's real. Like, yeah, like hey, this is real. Like, my name is really associated with an NBA team. Like, this is, this is real. <laughs> so then I was just 
that's when I really like it sunk into me. And now, obviously, it's not regular. Obviously, it's a blessing every day. Like I, I truly am blessed. Every day I wake up, I think about it all the time. But um, just like now, it's like sort of normal to me now. Like this is what I got to do, and this is what I got to continue to keep working towards. Well, obviously, things went very well for you in Las Vegas. I mean, you ended up having a great summer league performance. Um, you know, I hate that, and we all hate to see Jaden Hardy go down with an injury like he did. Yeah. But I feel like it presented a, a very nice opportunity for you to shine, and you did shine. You helped lead us to a four and one record. Yeah. Um, so 48 percent you know, from three. And yeah. Shoot, shooting nearly seven a game, so that's uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> good shooting will always get you in the floor no matter you know what level you're playing at um but obviously you know you performed very well just what was the experience like uh his experience of a lifetime of a lifetime uh NCAA tournament was a huge stage don't get me wrong like when we played Houston biggest stage you know what I'm saying especially with the fans wise but when I say the NBA summer league stage was 10 times that, maybe not as many people there, but just the type of people that are there, people that mm-hmm. are there who can truly change your life with a phone call. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So way more pressure and stuff like that. So um, it was an experience of a lifetime. And uh, I mean, I, I continue to say this, and I don't want to sound repetitive in every uh, time I'm asked this, but I, I never was the guy when I was younger. I never was – the main guy, like I always had to continue to work and work and work until, because I was always talented, but other people were more talented than me, you know, when I was younger. But I understood that talent only lasts for so long. And I had to continue to work. I had to continue to work, continue to work. And and I never stopped working. And then the people who were so-called better than me when I was younger, I ended up really passing them by a mile as I got older, you know. So um, just having that mindset and understanding that you have to be ready whenever your number's called. Um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was pretty much like easy for me because I had that mindset. Some people like when they have that, when their mind is so full of like, Oh, I should be playing or Oh, I'm mad. This, it affects your game. So that's one thing. And even the coaches were talking to me about like how the first game I didn't play and stuff like that. I'm like, Hey, listen, like, I'm, I'm, I promise you it, it don't it doesn't hurt my feelings <laughs> because I know what I'm capable of I, and I'm extremely confident in my game and I don't want to not to sound arrogant but I I know how good I am so whether I don't get on the floor it's okay because one there's going to be a time when I do you know what I'm saying and I don't wish bad on anybody but obviously McKinley Wright goes down freak accident and then Hardy gets hurt too 
And then it's like I had to step up, you know. So it was just like I was ready for it because mentally I was ready for it. Mentally I knew once I play, I know what I'm capable of. So I wasn't. I feel like that mindset, you know, fits perfectly, you know, into the Mavs culture. You know, yeah. they've always they've always valued players like that over the yeah. years. Next next man up mentality and yeah. guys who are who have that, you know, ultimate confidence in themselves. So I, I feel like it's a seamless fit in that regard too. But you know, so you sign the exhibit ten contract. So yeah. basically what that means is you're one of, you know, the top candidates to get uh, two-way contract before yep. the season starts because that can yep. be converted to that. So, going into training camp, you know what is your what is your biggest goal? I mean, what what are you trying to build on the most uh, coming from that good summer league performance and bringing it into training camp where you're going to be with guys, you know, like Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, uh, competing against all those guys in training camp? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, most importantly, I want to show that I can defend. Offensively, I I feel like I can play with the best of them, and I truly believe that. Offensively, how no matter how small I am, I I feel like I can go get buckets no matter what, no matter what level it is, college, NBA, anywhere. I know I can score the ball, but and I know I can play make, and I know I can create things and make things happen offensively no matter what. But it's the defensive part that people always judge you on because you're you're, you're not as tall as people. So even if you are a great defender, they're automatically going to say you're a defensive liability just because you're shorter. Right. So even you can average the most steals, you know, they're still going to say he's a defensive liability because he's small. So that's the, the part of my game where I really want to show people that I can defend. And uh, people won't just be able to just take advantage of me because I'm, I'm shorter than them. That's the part I want to show because if if I show that part, the offensive part is, the offensive part is going to take care of itself. I'm, that's the part I'm not even – truly worried, but obviously I'm going to continue to work on my game, continue to develop and continue to make reads quicker and faster, especially in the pick and roll. Cause the Dallas Mavs are very pick and roll oriented. That, that's what they do with their guards. And uh, just being able to make sure I be able to catch and shoot, because when you have players on the floor, like Luca Dodgers and Kyrie Irving, you're not going to have a ball in your hands. But the thing about me, I'm not worried about that. Cause I can shoot the ball. So yeah, I don't need the ball. <laughs> um, that's the thing. Any, anybody that ends up with the Mavs these days, it's like, you know, can you hit an open jump shot? Exactly. Because there are plenty of them to go around. Exactly, and, and, and I love stuff like that. I, and I barely in college, I barely got open jump shots, and the majority of them I did were open. I think I hit more than fifty percent of them on synergy like that. The open, uncontested jump shots. I think I hit like at least fifty percent of them. You know, so uh, I know I can make an open jump shot. I'm not worried about that. But it's just the defensive part. I want to truly show people and show the organization that. Like, hey, this, like, he, he really can defend. He might be little. You know, it's like J.J. Brea, like, gets after you, gets after you. And, yeah, don't get me wrong. People score on him, okay? That happens. People score on someone who's 6'8", you know, and the best defender on the team. It happens. Like, Luke had, what, I think 60 versus Spurs. You're going to tell me some of those players in the Spurs are not good defenders? Yeah, they are, but stuff happens. People score, but it's, it's being able to, to just not be a liability, being able to – Hey, like we can sub him in, and we know for a fact defensively, people are not just going to be able to take over on him, you know. So that's, well, that's people, people can say what they want to about JJ Barea, but 
still to this day, I know, I know Dirk was the finals MVP. I know Ty, they had Tyson Chandler, Jason Terry, Sean Mary, you know, that yeah. whole championship team. But the series shifted when Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting lineup in game four. Yep. And they didn't lose a game from that point on. So, exactly you know, that it, it doesn't matter what your size is. If you have the, you know, the will and the talent to go with that, you know, you, you have a shot to make it. And exactly. also, you know, I don't know. I, they, I think they have you officially listed at like 5'11", yeah. but they had J.J. Barea listed at six foot for years, like his yeah, entire yeah. career. And then in, two, in 2019, they changed it and bumped him down to like 5'10". So whatever they have you at, I think they need to like bump you up a few inches just uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> six foot looks good. Yeah. Compared to a little girl like you, even from 5'11", to six foot on paper looks way different. I think way it's the least they can do as long yeah, as they let JJ Berea get away with it. They needed all these all these stories of people growing to seven feet over this summer. They need to say that about me. <laughs> hey, you never know. You're still in that age range where you know something something I, could I, happen I, there. But I pray to God he he makes me six two. Oh, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> getting the getting the NBA weight rooms and with those you know those level of trainers and everything and maybe yeah. something special happened. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean, I know you're obviously the first Jordan Walker. You know, you you want to be your own guy, but yeah. you know, over time, who are some guys you have studied and kind of molded your game after? Who are some guys you uh, you know you look up to as far as how you play your game? There's a lot. I'm a I'm a basketball junkie. I eat, sleep, breathe basketball. Like I'm, you know, how some people watch television shows. Yeah, I go on Synergy and watch <laughs> random point guards just to see how they play. Like that's really that's what I do on my time off. Like I, I promise you, I watch podcasts about basketball and how people think about the game and stuff like that. That's just what I do. But I mean, the first person to come to mind to me, my favorite player, Kyrie Irving. Oh. Everybody who knows me knows he's my favorite player. I've been a fan of him since I was what probably ten years old because he went to St. Nice. Pat. He went to St. Pat's. That's the that's literally the reason why I went there. And I told my mom like my mom always tell me the story. Like I told her I said, "Mom, like I will because where I'm from, we have something. We had something called MSG Varsity in the tri-state area, like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut." Uh, yeah, I think it went to that. Philly, it went down to Philly too. And uh it would it would uh show all the games on MSG varsity and you can constantly replay them all the time for free too. So I would watch every one of his games all the time. And there was a time where I would tell my mom, like, mom, like I'm gonna go to St. Pat's like Kyrie. I'm gonna go there. And she said, I know you, I know you, and I really ended up <laughs> going there, you know. Uh, but yeah, he's the reason why I went there. But he's a person like I look up to more than anybody. But other people I, I try to model my game after would be like a, um, I like Chris Paul. I like his pace and I like his leadership. I like how no matter who he plays with on the floor, they listen to him. Not yeah. necessarily not necessarily saying he's the best player, but they all have that respect for him to where like when he speaks, they listen, whether it's mm -hmm. LeBron or KD or anybody like that. When he speaks, they listen. Uh, I like um, 
I actually been watching, especially because of the math thing. Even before that, like I was watching a lot of Luca this year because I just love the reads he makes coming off the pick and roll like that. How he gets it to the opposite corner, like whether it's yeah. the left hand or the right <laughs> hand. And people don't understand it sounds simple, but that's probably one of the hardest reads in basketball. Mm-hmm. Like you can hit a, a pocket pass roll or a guy lifting up. That those are easy passes, you know, or a quick swing when you're getting blitzed on a ball screen, but. I'm talking about when the, the bottom man's helping on the roll and then that dude's helping on the other one. That corner pass to the opposite corner is a hard pass. You know what I'm saying? And, and he does it effortlessly. And it's on point every time. So that's oh, something yeah. like the person I watch. <laughs> uh, who else would I would say? Tyler Eulis. I watched a lot of him. Oh, yeah. He's someone I looked up to a lot when I was younger, too. And I, and I actually became close to him, too. And I, I speak to him from time to time. So... That, that was definitely a tough person to watch because, especially how he gets after you defensively. Mm-hmm. Like he was, oh, yeah. he was, he was <laughs> SEC defensive player of the year. Yep. And player of the year in SEC, I think, that year. So, yeah, he's a person too. I started watching JJ Bray way more. Uh, just because good one to watch. Played. It's a good one to watch. And I, I, look, I, I love that you know Kyrie was the guy that topped your list because yeah, you know right. like like I said you know going into training camp you're going to be with him up close and personal and you know getting to compete against him getting to you know you can pick his brain and everything i mean ha- have you already connected with him you know with him yeah, in yeah, Vegas yeah I, yeah I spoke to him i spoke to him yeah for sure um uh i actually the first time i've met him in person I was playing in uh, some pro-am in New Jersey two two years ago, and he was coaching the other team while I was playing against his team. So when I got subbed in, I was looking at him, and, like, I had to glance back again. I was just staring. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, like, that's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's crazy. And then I just get back to playing the game or whatever. And then, like, after I hit, like, a three or something, I think, like uh, – it was going into timeout or like someone was on the free throw line. Then it went into timeout and he was just like, I know who you are. I know who you are. Mr. Player of the year. I know who you are. <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, Oh, he really know who I am. <laughs> like, like he knows who I am, you know? And that was, that was a surreal moment for me. But ever since then, uh, yeah, like he follows me on Instagram. Uh, I speak there from time to time. He really good dude. But uh, I mean, I definitely obviously want to spend more time with him and definitely just, just learn more about the game. Just just pick his brain and understand what he sees and why he thinks the way he does and just stuff like that. Like I I, I really do want to want to learn what he knows. You know. Well, I'm not shocked that he knew who you were and had you know kind of been following your game because you know like you said you're a basketball junkie. You spend yeah. a lot of time studying a bunch of different guys, and I'm I'm fairly certain Kyrie is the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just just sits there, and that's all he does on a daily basis is, you know, thinks basketball. And that's yeah. – I mean, that's contributed to, you know, how awesome he has been. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, look, I appreciate you taking some time. This is going to be our last topic here, and we'll let you get out of here. But, yeah. um, you know, the season coming up, the Mavs have, you know, kind of revamped their roster. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the last season didn't end the way they wanted it to, but – uh, you know, there were Luca and Kyrie were swapping out nagging injuries. Uh, you know, they they kind of gutted their depth a little bit with, 
you know, the trade and sending out two key starters. And now, you know, things have kind of filled out a little bit more. Luca and Kyrie will be starting the season healthy and refreshed. And you got guys like Grant Williams and Seth Curry in the mix. And then the rookies with yourself and, you know, Derek Lively, Omax Prosper, and the, uh, you know, the other two-way guys, A.J. Lawson and uh, Mike Miles Jr. Uh, So, you know, assuming – everything goes well, everything goes according to plan. You know, you go into training camp, you end up doing enough to earn that final two-way contract. What are your expectations, you know, for this first season? Obviously, you'd be spending, you know, a little bit of time with the Texas Legends as well as a two-way player. But as far as, like, the Mavs getting back on track, because, you know, uh, a season before last, they were in the Western Conference Finals. So, I mean, what what are your expectations for the team? going into this year i mean for the team i i think the team is gonna be really really good i think uh i think luke and Kyrie are gonna blend really really well together and people don't understand last year it was only they only played almost half a year together i think probably a little bit less that's not uh, sixteen games. I think is what went them on the court together. Exactly. So. That's all. That's even way more than a quarter. I mean, less than a quarter. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like for them to be on the court together more and going through it more. And that backcourt is phenomenal. That backcourt is dynamic. That backcourt is the best backcourt in the NBA. And I don't like. I've always said that. You know. I believe but, that. Um, mm-hmm. Even even before I knew about I was with the Mavs and all that. Like when I would talk to my friends and stuff like that, I would always say like that backcourt right there is truly the best backcourt. It's the most skilled backcourt. Um, but uh, I feel like them just them two being together and playing more. Then you have Seth Curry. Then you still have Tim Hardaway Jr., two knockdown shooters. Still have who, who else? Then you get the Grant Williams who, fix, who fixes a lot of their defensive problems because he's a defensive anchor. You know, so having him on a team with them too uh, – I, in my and then you got the lively. I don't think people understand him and Omax are gonna be. <laughs> I think they're gonna be way better than people really expect. I think oh, yeah. they're still raw and they're still new, and they didn't practice with us. Uh, they didn't practice at all with us uh, when we were in Dallas because I guess the trade didn't go through yet. So they didn't practice right. with us to Vegas. So I'm, I, in my opinion, I think those two are gonna play a real crucial part. You know, uh, when, whenever their numbers called and whether it is or isn't, I, I don't really know about that. I'm not the coach. I don't want to speak on that but I, I feel like those two players right there Omax and 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 D Live those those two those two are phenomenal. You can Especially usually defensive. you can usually tell when you're watching guys yeah. like like in summer league like one of the yeah. things that stuck out is you are a natural shooter. You know you, yeah, you have yeah, no yeah. problem shooting the ball. Yeah and with, with D Live and Omax you could just tell with them too like the defensive instincts yes. that they have yes. is going to yes. be something that will have yes. them contributing from day yes. one. <laughs> it was not even, not even, let's not even talk about offense. Offense is going to come. Yeah. <laughs> the way they play defense and how they just understand it and pick up on other people's mistakes, like, it, I don't, it's, you, that's not something you could teach. That's just a, they just have a natural knack for that, you know? And Which then, is something the Mavs desperately needed exactly, on their roster. Exactly. But I, in my opinion, I really do believe the Mavs are going to be really, really good next year. And I just think, obviously, starting with Kyrie and Luka, like that's going to trickle down to the rest of the team. And uh, I, I'm, I, in my opinion, I feel like they can go really, 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 really far. And God willing, I'm on that too, and I'm with them too. I feel like <laughs> we will go really, really, really far. But Well, um, I, I hope it – you know, I, I think 
you know, a lot of people were down on the mat, just outside, outside national oh, yeah, media people sure. were down on the Mavs when they missed the playoffs. But I find I kind of feel like it's a blessing in disguise because one, you have the extra time off, you know, you're to rest and mm-hmm. get completely healthy. You didn't have to go through a, a long playoff run like they did the previous year in the yeah. Western Conference Finals. And we saw how that took a toll on their guys like uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, who aren't on the yeah. team anymore. But, you know, they have the extra rest, and then you have more time to get acquainted with each other. So, I mean, I can I can see it. I can see the vision, you know, of getting back to that level that they were a season before last. And like you said, you know, uh, you know if everything goes according to plan, you'll be right there along with them. And, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll yeah, see if we can get that. Uh, exhibit 10 contract converted to a two-way but absolutely that's the goal god willing but jordan look we appreciate you for coming on here and spending a bunch of time with us and uh it was a great finally getting to meet you and to yes, talk sir. with you and hopefully you know we can do this again sometime in the near future you know with you as a uh, as a member of the dallas mavericks for the foreseeable future so we really yes. appreciate it man yes sir i appreciate both of you and I, i'm beyond grateful for the opportunity and and we Let's speak it into existence. We're good. we're gonna have a another interview like this when I am a Dallas Maverick. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Talk. Speak it into existence. We're gonna Absolutely. be back here, yes. you know, sometime before the season starts, talking yep. about your new two way contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, look, we appreciate it, man. You have a great rest of your day. Try to get a little sleep, but I yeah, know, you know, I know, you know, being you being a new parent and my guy Drew over here being a new parent, it's kind of hard, but get some sleep in where you can and, you know, enjoy the rest of your summer when you get, as you're getting ready for training camp. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate that. And Drew, congrats on the baby, and I wish you nothing but the best. Congratulations to you too, Jordan. Yes, sir. All right, we'll see you next time, man. You have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's join M-I-D-I dot com.